Hi, everybody. This is Taylor. This is Jorge. And this is Are We Friends? Uh, today, it's just me and Jorge. And we're going to be talking to you guys about um, something that Jorge wanted to bring up that we all want to bring up. So, Jorge, can you give us a little bit of an intro about what we're talking about today? Uh, yeah. So, I think the the title of the episode will probably be something is probably something like social activism. But I think in in general, but let me let me start from the beginning. We think that it would be better if you listener continued to put your focus where it belongs right now, which is listening to. Uh, the the black voices that we're supposed to be elevating while the protests are still going on against police brutality, amongst other things, particularly depending on which area you're in. Um, but as the timelines on people's feeds is that what is that what you call them? Time is timeline general. Uh, as social media continues to shift off of it and people start acting like everything is back to normal, which it is not. Um. We want to make sure that you are still focused on that. So if you are not going to spend your time anyways focusing on that, we're here to at least give you some some facts. So we don't want to get on a, on a soapbox and start giving you our opinions on anything besides the fact that we are in support of all these protests. 100%. Um, but what we can do is is just give you some, some advice and some cold hard facts so you can go listen to the people you're supposed to be listening to more effectively and uh, get involved in, in a few different ways. Cool. And if you've already turned this episode off, we hate you. And if not, thank you. If you um, if, well, they already turned it off and it was to go listen to... Oh, in to, that case, yeah. For If it was for a good reason, we also love you. But if you yes. turned it off... Because you don't want to hear any reason, more of this, then go fuck yourself. Yeah, 100% on that one. Big old hundo on that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Jorge, where are we going to start today? Um, yeah, well, so, I, uh, first I should mention that uh, Brian is not here because he's busy, not because he does not want to talk about this stuff. By the way, he is also <laughs> in full support. Please do not think. It's not that like he... we finally answered. Are we friends? Not with that guy. Yes, no, he <laughs> just he could not make it tonight. But uh, but he is also in support of all this. Uh, the the first place that we're probably going to start is with educating yourself in general, uh, just because I think that's like if you were to turn off if you're going to turn off the episode soon, you might as well pick up pick up this part of it. And I think that's kind of kind of the theme here right is is the best way to go find out more information on your own and really how to i w- i would love if we can help you get connected to more black voices who you're supposed to be listening to right now mm-hmm. um, that that would be great 100 percent. um i think the first thing that we talked about is while you're out learning uh keep in mind that it is a process and you are gonna fuck up we fuck up um but we're we're continuing to go on uh, i think one of the if you don't know where to start, one of the best places is to find find a list. Uh, there are resources. Activists put them out there. Um, if you want to read more either black literature or more information about the current protests, what's going on, um, a lot of black activists uh, have those lists out there, and they are there for you to find. Yes, and so especially like these lists of resources that when it comes more to like books or podcasts or documentaries that you can watch – those are something that is actually easy to Google and you don't need to worry about anything besides finding the list, right? And preferably make sure that somebody black wrote the list so it's not just, uh, again, you know what? Nope, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> oh, that's going to be hard to keep myself on on the on track. Um, the straight and narrow here. <laughs> yes, but to, to go back to Taylor's point about making mistakes, um, 
I I would be willing to bet that anybody listening right now is having to reevaluate a lot of their beliefs about different things. And I, I, I hope that you will continue, you will go on that journey. I know that there are beliefs I've had in the past that have been completely wrong and I've said things that are wrong. Uh, and that, that, I mean, while it's not okay to have done that, you know, like it is like, it is okay for you to learn and accept and move on and find the best way to move forward. Yeah. It's a process. Um, it's not a destination. You don't, you don't suddenly go up. Oh, I did it. Mm-hmm. I learned all the things. This is not that sort of subject. Yeah. None of us. Uh, and when I say none of us, I usually am, am also including non-black people of color like myself. Uh, nobody should be patting themselves on the back for any of what we're doing or being a good ally or anything like that. Right. Uh, I think focus on what uh, people who have a better idea of what's going on, what they're doing are saying and, and just keep, keep, keep learning. So Um, on the learning thing, let's be clear that we are advising you to learn by yourself. Um, I know it seems very easy to ask, um, Let's say you have a friend, you have friends who are people of color, you have a black friend. It is a very easy impulse to like, why, hello there. Can you please tell me about that? It's not the responsibility of people of color to inform you. It's, it's, it, it is your responsibility. Now I'm speaking to the whites. Um, (laughs) (laughs) For, For all I know, maybe you do have a friend who you have that kind of relationship with. I've never, I've never found someone. Don't ask, don't ask me to explain anything like when it comes to to Hispanic culture to you, you know, unless it's not in this realm at all. But uh, yeah, so that's, and you'll see a lot of that as you go and start delving into some of these these opinions that other people are, are putting out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess while on the educating mission, if you are the kind of person who wants to do more than just educate yourself um, and really get out there and be in physical support to be like to stand in line, we want to talk about um, the kinds of people doing that and with the education. So we want to talk about the difference between witnessing what an ongoing protest is like understanding what's going on versus like what people are reporting on. Yeah. So you, uh, there's, in the last few weeks, you've probably seen a lot about the protests on both national and local news. The I cannot, I can't say for sure for the rest of the country. All I know is that what is happening where we live in Richmond does not match what the local news is saying is happening. It just they are not the same thing. Yeah, and uh, we're not trying to cast any dispersions but there there is there is a there is a difference between what people are saying about this and what is happening um so when you are trying to find out information try to get try to think about the ways that you verify facts if you see someone uh say something that's going on in a protest like try to find the video of that event we live in a we live in an age where we want to catch this on video people want to take pictures they want to document what's going on find those yeah and real fast to be more clear in what i mean by the news and what's happening being different in particular in richmond is all i can really speak to uh the police are acting more violently than the news is saying and with less provocation than the news is claiming just to yeah. just to make that clear. But the the best way that you can know about what is actually happening short of actually going to the protests is really to 
uh, find trustworthy accounts on Twitter or Instagram. It's the, the best two sources that I know where they're actually posting videos and images. Um, there there are both people that do that along with their opinions and some people that just, just post the just the straight images and videos, you know, and are just directly saying what is happening. Yeah. And those are good things to find. And that, that is honest to God that I think that was the first step for both you and I, Jorge was trying to, trying to find those reliable sources of information. Yeah. Cause you, you do have to be very careful because you can't just hop on Twitter and then start believing every single thing that com- comes out. Right. Because it's, yeah, Some believe it or not, Googling my local area and protests into Twitter provides you nothing, nothing that's worth looking at on the whole, usually. Yeah, and it's not even, it's not like one side in particular that does it, and it's not usually, it's not always with malice either. It's that people yeah. just start playing this very long game of telephone where one person says something, somebody misinterprets it, they just start posting over and over again these things that didn't happen. Uh, so trustworthy accounts will usually not say things until they're actually fully verified, uh, either yeah. by other trustworthy sources or pr- preferably what I like to see is the actual images or videos, which there are plenty of. Like Taylor said, everybody's capturing everything that's happening. You can see when police attack each attack people. You can see the events leading up to that. You can see what happened. You can see when they started. Like there's no there's no questions about what's happening. Yeah. The closer you can get to the actual event the better yeah uh now uh, taylor i think you you had a uh something for national news yeah um for people who want more of a national scope on what's going on obviously um the majority of the protests in support of black lives matter and against police brutality are centered around their particular communities um however if you in general if you want the sort of news source which is Um, not revenue-driven, but is truly driven by the facts. There is a source that I very much have liked. Um, It's called Bellingcat, B-E-L-L-I-N-G-C-A-T. They do international news. They do national news. It is all long-form, deeply investigative journalism. Um, And I, I was skeptical at first. Uh, whenever someone like when the, someone's like, oh, you got to check out this source, bro. But I've been following a couple of those individual journalists for years now, and they are they are professionals who have a dedication to truth. Yeah, uh, I have I have not looked at the source. It does. I will say, from first glance, it looks sketchy. It does look like where you where you <laughs> yeah. get some like underworld like dark web news. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I do. My, I do trust Taylor's research skills. So, I found them um, back before Corona when school shootings uh, were a regular and unfortunately normalized part of our society. And they had the the best coverage of it. Truly just facts. Um, so they, they don't shy away from things that are uncomfortable and they, they do a good job. Do they have a so lot we, of uh, images and videos? Yeah. Yeah. Cause that yeah. for me has been the, the biggest thing is just like directly seeing it in a, in a way that you can be fairly confident isn't doctored in any, in any fashion. Yeah. They would like go to the forums where people would post their manifestos before carrying out these domestic acts of terror mm-hmm. and they would post it. Cool. Um, like, and then go through point by point and explain what is being said here. Yeah. Cause I think uh, another thing that comes out a lot are infographics that, are excellent for condensing like large amounts of information and like making it easy to share. But 
some I mean you you can't just trust every single one that comes out you know like sometimes data is just out of date sometimes it's wrong sometimes you really don't know like where it's coming from I think it is always good to to check on those stats when you can that's why I'm always yeah. a little wary of of sharing that kind of thing you know but I mean, yeah, it is a convenient mode to, yeah, like you said, to transmit a lot of information and it's convenient to transmit proper and verifiable information. And it's also convenient in the exact same passage to pass disinformation. Right. So again, show, ha- ask someone to show their receipts and find out what those receipts are if they're not willing to. Which is why I just think it's been so critical to find local activists, right? People mm-hmm. in your community who you know are trustworthy and it takes a little time to confirm that you know um but eventually you find people that it's like they're getting shared by dude i in richmond we found like a a collection of people that are all clearly well-established activists they were activists before the current protests they've been doing it for years and they have like that that following and they they post that evidence you know Um, and it makes it a little easier to trust what they're putting out because you know that you can trust that they did their research and actually did what they needed to you know to our friends in Richmond, uh, feel free to reach out, and we will certainly point you in the directions of those people. Yeah, I've been mentioning uh, we've been adding some of them to our to our lists of links, but definitely if we, I can send you a bunch of accounts like with descriptions of each one. Yeah. Uh, so the the last thing I want to say about that is like the in addition to news, the like politicians also they have this this crazy way of speaking where it sounds like what they're saying. It, is on your side like i'm i'm used to like seeing the right talk about you know non-democratic like the when people are on the opposite side of what i believe in right i'm i'm used to seeing that kind of rhetoric where where it's because it's i I just watch i've seen trump well like what he's done over the past how many years um you can easily tell that that it's, it's it's crazy right when there are people that are on they're trying to pretend that they're on your side and claiming like coming up with this whole new narrative for what's happening. That shit is like way harder to detect if you're not already used to that or reading what these local activists are saying about it. Yeah. Cause some, again, um, find the receipts. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just sometimes uh, having people say a few sentences about like what that uh, politician actually does contrary to what they say. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Sometimes it, it's, it wasn't until I've heard politicians talk about events that I know went differently than what they're saying and that their actions yeah. are different than what they're saying their actions are. Events that we were at and then hearing someone on the news say something that's untrue. It's, it is disconcerting and it's, it, it really impresses the need um, for you to find out what actually happens. Yeah, it's important. Speaking of uh, what actually happens... Um, do we want to talk a little bit about, uh, if you do go to protests, some things to keep in mind? Yeah, I think that's perfect. Uh, so there, these are, these are infographics that are a little easier to trust is like a lot of people who have more experience protesting, like what kind of, what, what the things to keep in mind are. Um, so we'll cover them pretty quickly. The, the, the biggest thing that I hear talked about, like with what, as far as what to bring is your ID, a little bit of cash water right and during the mm-hmm. because it's a pandemic wearing a mask at all times right because i mean to me even right now this is the only reason that you should be surrounding yourself around groups of people 
I agree. Uh, on the point of the mask, uh, we live in a weirdly timely time uh, where covering your face is very customary and something that is like expected or should be expected of you. Um, and take advantage of that, one, for your own health, and two, it is important, um, though it's not the point, to protect your own identity. Yeah, because these, it, you, as an American citizen or not citizen, you do have the right to protest. Like, you're allowed to be out there. That does not mean that the police will not arrest you. Like, that is always yeah. a possibility when you go out. You may be arrested. You may be pepper sprayed, tear gassed. They might use flashbangs, rubber bullets. They have all sorts of crazy stuff they're using to attack people right now. Yeah. Um, so, take care of yourself. Um, both for your health and and your life. Um, so yeah, wear the mask. Uh, have a contact that you're keeping updated. It's the same rule. Like whenever you go out to any event, you should you should people that you trust should know where you are. Yeah, and it, right now in particular, it's it's helpful to have somebody to keep updated with when you're there and when you're coming back and everything, so that they can come looking for you if you get arrested. Because sometimes they they keep you for a, a fair amount of time. Um, so it's good to have that person's number either memorized or written down somewhere, uh, as well as most cities have a, a bail fund where uh, they have yeah. like, I know Richmond has a separate number for if you're calling from in jail or outside of jail. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. If you do get uh, hit with uh, tear gas or pepper spray, um, there I've seen reports of, Using milk, I I have not heard that like actually confirmed. Everything I'm reliable go, I've seen is yeah. said water. Let's. Uh, uh, this is a common sense thing for me. Inside of a laboratory, uh, when there is an eye wash station, there is one substance that comes out of it, and it is water, not milk. Um, they don't just have stations that shoot <laughs> milk. At. Some sweet churn it on the way up, heavy cream. Um, but yeah, water. Just use water. If you have an expertise, do something else for yourself. But, you know, they are your eyes. Take care of them. Yeah. Um, don't freak out. And please don't rub your face. Yeah. Rub, rubbing is supposed to make it worse. Freaking out, particularly with uh, with tear gas, is, is going to... You have the potential for your, your breathing to be altered negatively pretty severely. So you just want to, like they say, calmly walk away, breathe normally... Um, if you need extra help, if you can't just like, cause like with, with pepper spray, normally I think you can just kind of get it out of your eyes by pouring water over it, which you should have anyways, cause people get dehydrated out in the heat right now. Uh, mm -hmm. but there are usually street medics around. So if you do need extra medical assistance, you can call out for someone, um, yeah. which we didn't write this down, but also you should be, particularly if you haven't gone before, you should be going with other people. Yeah. Um, because it, yeah, that's a lot to deal with alone. You want to make sure that somebody else is there in case anything like that happens. Especially as we're going through these protest, uh, like uh, advice for going out to protest, I'm realizing that a lot of them are the same rules that I instilled when I ran a camp for children, like the buddy system, have water, and know like who to contact if the worst should happen. Right. Um, so use your sense. Um, the next thing I want to talk about on this same issue is I want to read a little bit. Uh, we've had this posted before. Uh, it's about your rights as a protester. This is from the ACLU. Um, there's a few of them, but I'm just going to breeze through them really quickly. They're things to keep in mind, and I want to talk about them briefly afterward. So this is from the ACLU. 
The right to protest is a fundamental human right guaranteed by the United States Constitution and the First Amendment. The police's main job during a protest is to protect your right to protest to, uh, to protest and de-escalate any threat of violence. If you get stopped by police, ask if you're free to go. If they say yes, calmly walk away. If you get arrested, and this is an important thing, don't say anything. Ask for a lawyer immediately. Don't sign anything. Don't agree to anything without a lawyer present. Demand your right to a local phone call. If you call a lawyer, the police are not allowed to listen. If you call anyone else, they are likely to listen. You never have a con you never have to consent to a search of yourself or your belongings. Say that you don't consent to the search. If you do explicitly consent, it it can affect you later on in court. When you are lawfully present in any public space, you have the right to photograph anything in plain view. This includes federal buildings and the police. The police may not confiscate or demand to view your photograph or video without a warrant nor may they delete data under any circumstance. Visual records are fully protected, but some states have tried to regulate the audio portion of videos under wiretapping laws. Individuals must receive clear and detailed notice of a dispersal order, including how much time they have to disperse, the consequences of failing to disperse, and what clear exit route they can follow before they may be arrested or charged with a crime. And lastly, if you believe your rights have been violated, Write down everything you remember, including the officer's badge number, the patrol car numbers, the agency they worked for. Get contact information for, from witnesses and take photographs of any injuries. Now, granted, this is the ACLU, and they mentioned a lot of things the way that things are supposed to go, especially with interactions with the police. Right. Understand that the content of the protests happening right now is of the unlawful conduct of the police. So take care of yourself. Yeah, so one of one of the things that I had been reading about was that if the police are not are not following the rules while you're getting arrested is not the time to fight them. Yeah. You still just you let them arrest you, you do not fight them or it can be they can add assault charges uh and the the time to deal with that is afterwards. And on honestly there probably won't be much that you can do afterwards, but definitely not during, you know, like um, there is a uh, a video that I will post to our social media uh, from a law professor uh, who gives a police officer a chance to rebut him at the end. But it, the, the whole concept that this law professor, a practicing lawyer, is trying to get across is like, do not speak to the police. In the Miranda rights, let's remember from every cop show that we are indoctrinated with from youth, you have the right to remain silent. Everything you say can and will be used against you in the court of law. What that right specifically does not say is it will be used to protect you. It will be used in your favor in a court of law. There is nothing you can say to a police officer that is going to help you in that circumstance. Like Jorge was saying, get a lawyer. Yes. One, I mean, one thing I've heard is that just if they ask, give them your name and your address, and that is it. I don't know exactly why they're saying that. I do know the yeah. what they've said about bringing an ID. So I don't think you actually have like a legal obligation to tell them who you are. But it will cause them to keep you longer, is what I'm reading. If you if yeah. you don't have the identification and you're you want to get out of there, because the, from what I'm seeing, the things that they're doing to people that they do arrest are are brutal. Yeah. Um, if you're out and protesting, listen to the community organizers, and like we said earlier, do community research. Um, now, if you can't. 
uh, or don't want to or feel uncomfortable with protesting, we do want to talk about something else that you can do. Yeah, real fast, the uh, with listening to organizers, that can be a little bit difficult when you're on the ground because it's very it's very hard to know who exactly is in charge or anything like that. And sometimes other people start speaking as if they're in charge, which is why it's particularly important to get a l- like at least know what communications are going out in your community, what the general, what people are generally saying. So you have some idea of like what, what you're supposed to be doing, you know, because there are people speaking out against people with megaphones saying things that go contrary to what the community wants to do right now. Yeah. Yes. But Honestly, yeah. So all that shit we just said about protesting—that sounds kind of spooky, you know. It's, it's certainly not fun to get to get fucked up like that, um, to put yourself in danger. I do recommend if you can at all handle it, you know, that to, to go do that. But there are other ways that you can help. If either you can't because you're immunocompromised, or you know you have a family or like a job that won't allow it or anything like that, um, there are other things you can do. Starting with money. You know, if you if you do have a job like that, you can you can use your money in a lot of good ways. Yeah, you can uh, donate to those confirmed good organizations. A very basic place to start is the Better Business Bureau. But again, like the theme going on here is find out for yourself, find things that affect your community or find something that does some sort of material good. Yeah, because it, it, it depends. You have to if you're going to go, especially with a larger organization, you want to do your research on them. Um, sometimes larger organizations are different per chapter in, in areas and certain chapters are, are better than others, you know? Um, so I've, I've heard like a lot of information about large organizations that you might think are just good across the board, uh, where they're doing things that people don't agree with in Richmond specifically. Um, yeah. So if you, um, you can also donate to the local activists, um, whose work you are supporting, uh, you can buy supplies for other protesters. There's always people who are bringing water, who are bringing food, who are bringing uh, masks, especially disposable ones for people whose masks are either wearing out or have some sort of chemical agent on them. Um, there's a number of ways you can help materially directly. Yeah. So the in addition to helping with like the local activist organizations that there are, the oftentimes the activists themselves will take in money uh, with the promise that they'll either use it for themselves so they can continue to focus on this or some of the people here I know redisperse those those funds to organizations that they trust. Yep, and that's your money, it's your discretion. Um, Another good thing to do is to choose where you shop, you know? So right yeah. now there's a lot of focus on shopping at black-owned businesses. Uh, that's, I mean, I think that's a great thing to do, especially right now, but in general, uh, local businesses as well that are for this cause and not mainly businesses that you have have not heard and that have done something horrible you know oftentimes the the large companies have participated in in certain types of behavior that mean that we shouldn't be spending our money on their products whenever we can avoid it you know so like a, a big one right now is companies that use prison labor to get their work done yeah prison labor is uh, an exception to the 13th amendment which uh, made slavery illegal. Uh, it is very much a possibility to get free labor in this country under under unright, unrighteous conditions. So that is a big one right now. Check out the 13th on Netflix if you haven't. Yeah, that talks a little bit more about how they basically use this loophole to continue slavery on. And yeah, you go. Yeah, those documentaries, you start to learn a lot 
the more documentaries, the more books you read, the more people you hear speak. Like there, there's a lot of information out there already. Yeah. And if you can't go out to protest for whatever reason, if you don't have the money to spend, like many of us who are unemployed don't, you can always volunteer your time. Um, your time is valuable and time is time is money. Um, you can find local organizations to help out with. You can find a way to help organize. There's a, a variety of ways that you can use to dedicate your time. Yeah, I will say it, it's don't don't just go for the most glamorous thing, right? Like being participating in the organization of a protest in particular, I feel like are, are probably run by people who are already well established. Um, and particularly it's something that I think black people should be in charge of more than anything. Uh, yep. There are local organizations usually. I know Richmond has Richmond for All in which they have different working groups in which you can clearly see if you have a particular skill set, you can help them do things like besides just what you might imagine like volunteering is, you know. It's so, still an organization. They need, of all things, administrative help. Like they, truly, there is a lot that can be done. Yeah, I'm... I just started volunteering with one organization and I'm going to be able to use my like my data science and technology background to be able to help in that way, which is not something that everybody can do. So, you know, you can you can find your particular niche for whatever your skill set is, whatever you work in and try to try to help in that way. And that's that's something more that you can personally do rather than than just being on the ground or donating money or something like that. You know, like that's something that be, will be much appreciated. Continuing on what you said earlier, Jorge, about um, not going for a glory when you want to donate your time, um, and I think this is particularly important with the current uh, bout of protests that are going on. It's not about you. If you are not, if you are not a black person, if you are not a person of color, if you are an ally, it's not about you. It's about supporting, and it's uncomfortable sometimes to have to confront. Um, either preconceived notions or ways that you think would be helpful and turn out not to be. It is not your responsibility to be thanked. It is not your responsibility to feel like, ah, yes, I, everyone knows that I did this. It is your responsibility to support. Yeah, I. so I, I would suggest thinking heavily about everything that you're doing, you know, and it's what I see a lot of is people caring more about saying that they're doing something rather than the actual act of doing it and um, I know there's a difference between your intention and action, but in this case, like think about what you can do that's going to be most helpful, which is usually, you know, letting other people speak and just donating your, your time and attention and money. And I, I think attention is probably the one like, um, just continuing to share what other people are putting out and not going on a long diatribe of your own, you know? Yeah. And one of the hardest things to do is to listen and, and to be told and to understand that. So yeah. uh, make yourself available to that. I think when you, when you fuck up, let other people tell you that you fucked up. You know, Listen to them and, and try to understand why you made a mistake. Because chances are you made a mistake. There are very few things yeah. we're doing right now where it's not us, us that are, are in error. Yeah. And, you know, there are other things apart from your own feelings that need defending right now. So be aware of that. Yeah. So we, I, I feel like we intended to, to joke more through this. But, uh, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, some, some levity here. Um, one last thing. It's not a joke, but I think it's funny. We're not lawyers. 
Um, so uh, anything that we have said here is not legal advice, especially uh, when I read the text from the ACLU, that is their advice. Just putting that out there for us. Yeah, so a lot of this is stuff that, I, I mean, we've seen it circulating around. Like, we, we've checked into the sources on some of this stuff. There are things that we said that are likely wrong, could be wrong. Um, but hopefully that gets you started a little bit on how to participate more in what's happening, which another thing I hear is not saying, not calling it what's happening, you know, saying that police are attacking people, that, that yeah. there are people protesting this insane like level of systematic racism that has been around for the entire time that yep. everyone else has just been ignoring because it yeah. was convenient to us, you know? Yeah. Um, don't let anybody tell you different. It's it's here and it's happening, and it always has been. Um, if you guys want to reach out to us on any of our social media, again, like we said earlier, to like help finding people in your area, help finding activists, especially in Richmond, um, where we live and where we're involved, um, like reach out to us. Also, if you have any questions um, about anything we talked about here, or yeah, you know, just for any reason, like always, just reach out. Um, you can find us both on Twitter and Instagram at are we uh, uh, at underscore are we friends or on our website r we friendscom I have been your co-host Taylor, and I'm still just Jorge. And we're gonna talk to you guys next week. So uh, yeah, we love you.